when really, actually nothing's wrong with you. The thing that there's something wrong with is how you're defining confidence and the distorted expectations that you have about yourself and the world. But sometimes it doesn't go the way that we're hoping. It doesn't go the way that we want it to go. And then we do need to lean on our mindset to make sure that we are supporting ourselves through the experience. And more importantly, using that difficult emotion, that humiliation, that shame, that failure as an opportunity to grow our confidence. Welcome to the art of speaking up a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you are new here, I'm so happy that you found the show. I am Jess, and I used to have a career in the corporate space. I started my career at McKinsey, which is a super fancy global management consulting firm. And then I went on to do corporate strategy in the consumer tech vertical, and I had a very successful corporate career. I became an executive in my early 30s. I was on this very powerful career trajectory in the corporate space. And I started this podcast because I struggled a lot, like a a lot, a lot on the way to that outcome. And early in my career, I didn't think that I would be able to have big leadership positions. I didn't think that I'd be able to have a big impact and big success because I was struggling so much with my self-confidence, with finding my voice. I would hide in meetings. I would keep my ideas to myself. I felt stupid. I felt like everyone around me was smarter than me. And I had to do a lot of inner work and really work on myself from the inside out to change and heal a lot of those things and to build belief in myself, to build confidence that was lasting and that would sustain through the ups and downs. But as I did that and invested my time and my energy and my whole heart in building confidence and finding my voice, I really grew as a human and my career began to thrive. And I really saw that all of the effort that I put into my internal world and growing myself from the inside out was paying off in a big way on the outside in terms of what I was accomplishing in my career. And I started this podcast because I feel like there's not a lot of women, not enough women, in my opinion, talking about this and not just giving like super surface level career tips, which I I love giving a good tip. You know that I give all kinds of practical tips on this show, but I really feel, and I still feel like there's a lack of dialogue around the deeper challenges that we face in our careers, the fears, the insecurities, the shame, the embarrassment, which is a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today. If you are new to my work, you might not know that I'm no longer in the corporate space. So now I do this podcast full-time. I am a full-time podcaster and career coach for professional women. I support my clients in building confidence and finding their voice and thriving in their careers. And I do that both through my one-on-one private high-touch coaching and my signature group 
program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy. And you can learn about both of those and more about me in the show notes if you're newer and just discovering the show. And today, we're getting deep into mindset and deep into inner work because that has been at the crux of my own transformation. It's at the crux of my coaching work. And I believe that the smartest place that you could put your time and effort and attention when it comes to your career is on your mindset and on your internal psychological landscape. For me, that is the place where the more that I have invested in growing that part of myself and invested in building a strong, resilient mindset, the more I've seen benefits in my career and in my life. And when I say benefits, I mean like huge, huge, huge benefits, not just the tangible benefits. Like in my corporate career, the more I grew my confidence, the more I got promoted, the more I succeeded, right? The more money I was making, like I had all that tangible success. And also same with this podcast and my coaching business. The more I grew my confidence, the more this podcast thrived, the more my coaching business thrived. But the benefits that I've experienced and that my clients experience go beyond just those tangible things. And those are some of the best, most valuable benefits, in my opinion. And those are things like feeling more at ease, feeling proud of yourself, feeling a fiery sense of motivation and a sense of confidence and this sense that like you can accomplish anything. For me, those feelings are more valuable than anything I could possibly attain outwardly because those feelings contribute to the quality of my life and how it feels to be alive and wake up on Monday morning and get started in my work week. And that's what I want for you. I want you to wake up feeling excited, feeling on fire, feeling empowered. That is what we are here to do. And today's episode is all about mindset for this very reason, because for me, mindset is really what helped me achieve that. And it's something that I need to talk about more on the podcast because it's such a big part of my coaching work and it's such a big part of the Art of Speaking Up Academy. And so I want to bring more of that to you here on the Art of Speaking Up podcast. Before I dive in, I want to invite you to join my newsletter. Every Wednesday, I send a super inspiring email. Sometimes it's like a jolt of inspiration. Sometimes it's a practical communication tip. Sometimes it's a tip on leadership and getting promoted. But every Wednesday, I send you an email and I'm starting something new just for the women on my newsletter where every month I'm sending a free video training. It's going to be to the point. It's going to be useful. It's going to be quick. And this first video training that I'm going to be sending out in just a couple of weeks is all about what changes to make to your communication to make sure it is executive friendly. So when you are speaking to executives, there are specific things that you want to make sure that you're doing so that you're being as effective as possible when you communicate with them. And the first video training that I'm going to be sharing with my newsletter is going to walk you through how to do that. To sign up for my newsletter, just click the link in the show notes and you can add yourself. And with that, let's talk about today's topic. This is one that I have grown so much in this area that I don't think I could have like even had the openness and the courage to even talk about this on the podcast. I struggled so much with this and it's an area of my life that has transformed and it is possibly one of the most powerful internal transformations that I've experienced 
And it's a huge part of what I support my clients with as well. And what I'm speaking about is mindset. So I'm not talking about like a practical career tip. What I'm talking about is how you navigate your internal world, how you respond to the thoughts and feelings that you are experiencing within yourself. I think about us humans as being like thought machines. Our brains are just popping thoughts at us all day long, kind of like at a batting cage, the machine that like pops out the balls, right? Or just maybe they have them for tennis too, where it like serves you tennis balls and you hit them. I think about our brains as they're just popping thoughts at us all day long. (laughs) And if you're anything like me and anything like my clients, some of the thoughts, not some, most, (laughs) most of the thoughts that our brains are flinging at us throughout the day are highly negative and discouraging. You might have your brain offering you thoughts like you're not as good as other people. You shouldn't be speaking. Everyone around you is better than you. You don't know what you're doing. People are going to find out about you. You might be experiencing those thoughts all day long. So many of my clients think something is wrong with me because of all these negative thoughts. Other people must not experience this. This just must be me. And I'm here to tell you (laughs) that it's not just you, that negative thoughts are a very normal part of the human experience. And of course, we all have our unique cocktail of them, but you are certainly not alone and certainly nothing is wrong with you. Now, the way that I think about mindset work is it is our ability to respond to those thoughts. It's how we respond and react to the wild shenanigans, the wild, negative, sabotaging shenanigans that our brain is flinging at us every single day. And I want you to imagine, like, let's imagine the batting cage, right, where it's shooting shooting the ball out for the batter to practice hitting the ball. And I think in those batting cages, you can choose the speed with which the ball is flying at you. So let's just imagine that for the type of person you are, certainly the type of woman I am and the type of women that are attracted to my work, the thoughts are very negative. So let's imagine that the balls are flying out of the batting cage machine at the highest speed. Like whatever the highest setting is for that machine, that's how our negative thoughts feel. So when you're not doing mindset work, it's like you're sitting in the batting cage. You don't have a bat. You don't know anything about how to deflect the balls. And the machine just turns on and starts spewing thoughts at you. It starts spewing baseballs at you. And you are getting hit. And you are getting injured. And you are like, this is horrible. I need to get out of here as soon as possible. But unfortunately, we can't get out of our own brains. (laughs) So if we're in a batting cage, we can exit the batting cage. But if we're in our minds... We can't exit our own minds. We are going to be with that mother blucker forever, right? So here's how I think about mindset work. I think about mindset work as giving ourselves a bat, right? And I'm doing this often with my clients. So I'm going to imagine that I'm doing this with you. Mindset work is me. I see you in the batting cage. The balls are flying at you. You're getting injured. You're thinking, I want to leave, but I I don't know how to leave. I'm stuck in my own mind. And I'm like, hey, here's a bat. Now, next time the ball comes at you, I want you to try to swing the bat. Now, you're going to have to practice. This is going to take some work, but let's get you started. So first, I want you to put one foot here and one foot here. 
Now, this is how you're going to hold the bat. And when the ball comes, you're just going to practice taking a swing. Now, the first few times the ball comes out of the machine, you're probably going to miss and you're going to get mad at me (laughs) or you're going to get mad at the bat and you're going to be like, this is BS. This isn't working. I'm still getting hit by the balls. But I need you to hold the faith. I need you to keep swinging because the more you swing, the better you'll get, the faster you'll get. And eventually, you're going to hit your first ball. And something's going to click in your mind and you're going to have a feeling of, oh my gosh, I, I just did it. Not every ball has to hit me. Not every ball has to hurt so bad. And then you're going to feel a surge of motivation to get better at your swing. And so you're going to swing more and you're going to try harder and you're going to focus deeper. And what's going to happen is you're going to hit a second ball and then a third ball. And slowly, your rate of hitting the ball is going to go up. And then all of a sudden, you're going to start to feel more empowered and more in control and a sense of hope and optimism, and possibility. You're going to think to yourself, well, if I can hit a few balls, I can certainly hit more. And imagine if I can one day get to a point where I can hit almost all the balls. Imagine how much better my life is going to be when I'm not constantly pelted by these balls. And you feel motivated, you double down, you focus, you get better, your accuracy goes up. And after a while, you become a pro. And the batting cage that was once this place that you hated to be is now a place that you know how to navigate. You know the stance, you know your swing. Sometimes it's a little annoying that these balls are coming at you, but it's not a huge problem because you've got a bat. So I think about mindset work as giving you the bat and teaching you how to swing. And as you get better at that, what happens is that the negative experiences and the negative thoughts that you have in your mind, you get better at batting them, right? You get better at not letting them hurt you injure you, overtake you, interfere with your goals, get in the way of the version of you who you want to be because you know how to swing. So it's literally the difference, proverbially, between going through your life with balls flying at you and hitting you versus going through your life with a baseball bat. And I'm super passionate about mindset work because it's what helped me grow the most. And for my clients, it is by far what helps them grow the most too. And so that's what we're talking about in today's episode. And the reason that I want to share this baseball analogy is one, so that we can all have a shared understanding of what mindset is. And two, because I want you to understand that mindset, just like anything else, is a practice and it takes time to get better at it. And there's a messy middle and you have moments where it feels like it's not helping and you're never going to change and you're going to be stuck forever and it's not working. And just like in a batting cage, Those are the moments where you got to double down and keep going because anytime we're trying to get good at something, we're going to be bad at it first. So we have to be willing to be in this prolonged period of being bad at something in order to build proficiency. And what I have found is that mindset work and inner work on your thoughts and your confidence works that way too. It is something that gets built through proficiency. Now, here's how I think about mindset. We're going to have another analogy. I think about mindset as being like all of these different muscles, right? So if I want to be really strong, I don't want to do just one exercise. I want to make sure that I'm hitting every muscle group in my body. And we have so many muscle groups in our bodies, right? We have so many different muscle groups. And then within each muscle group, there's so many individual muscles. So if I really want to be 
totally strong everywhere. I've got to do all kinds of different exercises. And I think about my body of work as a coach as comprising of all of the different exercises when it comes to mindset, because there are different muscles, different mindset muscles, and we want all of them to be strong. And in today's episode, I'm honing in on one muscle. (laughs) So if I'm a trainer, then in today's episode, it's as if we're talking about biceps, right? Or it's as if we're talking about what's a random muscle? Calves. <laughs> Such a random muscle. But people do calf exercises. Isn't that wild? I I never have, but I guess, I don't know, some people want bigger calves. <laughs> strange to think about. Strange to talk about. But anyway, I'm talking about one specific muscle in today's episode. So that is the context that I'm setting and sharing with you. And the muscle that I'm talking about in today's episode is how you respond internally when you experience some of the more overwhelming negative emotions like embarrassment, humiliation, or shame. And these three emotions can all feel really, really similar, right? So whether you identify with the word embarrassment, you identify with the word humiliation, you identify with the word shame, I'll probably use the word shame throughout this episode, but these emotions to me are quite similar. They can feel similar in our bodies. They can be elicited by similar things. So I want you to pick whichever word feels like a feeling that you, you know, that you've experienced that's familiar to you. And today's episode is specifically about your relationship with that emotion. So remember, I told you that mindset work is like being in a batting cage and our negative thoughts are like balls flying at us. And a huge part of mindset work is like getting a baseball bat and learning how to hit the balls back. Well, I'm going to add one more layer to that, which is that mindset work also includes how we respond to our feelings. So the things that the ball machine is flinging at you, those balls, we don't just have to deal with like the ones that are our negative thoughts. We also have to deal with the emotions that come up for us. And it is often actually the emotions that are much more difficult, much harder for us to navigate through, much harder for us to take a swing at so we can stay strong and keep going. When I think about mindset work, a huge part of it and a huge chunk of it that I work on with my clients and that I believe is so foundational for building confidence and being super impactful in your career is your ability to respond to difficult emotions, aka when that machine in the batting cage flies a ball at you, and let's say that ball represents embarrassment, humiliation, shame, your ability to pick up the bat and take a swing. Now, I want to walk you through where I see a lot of my clients and a lot of women get stuck on this so that you can spot this if you are doing this and so that you can change this pattern. And then I'm going to walk you through what you want to be doing instead. So where I see a lot of people get stuck is that they have a desire to become more confident, to build more confidence, and feel better about themselves at work. And as a result of that confidence, they hope to speak up more, take on more leadership, be more effective, have more of a voice, etc. Here's where the mistake happens. And this is a mistake that I don't want you to make. You're not going to make this mistake. The mistake that happens is that they don't even realize they're doing it. You might not even realize you're doing this, but within your definition of confidence, there is an error. 
So you are defining confidence in a way that is incorrect and you don't even realize you're doing this. You are defining confidence as, I never feel shame, embarrassment, or humiliation. Confident people don't feel those feelings. Confident people feel good, strong, happy, confident feelings. So my goal, part of my goal with confidence is to never feel shame, embarrassment, or humiliation. And you make that your objective. And then what happens inevitably is that you set yourself up to fail because all humans experience those types of emotions. All humans experience shame, embarrassment, humiliation. It's universal to the human experience. But you make this assumption in your head that confident people don't experience those things. And part of the reason you assume that is because you're not seeing any confident people around you experiencing those things. So you have no evidence of it. So it feels true that confident people don't experience shame and embarrassment and humiliation. Or this is actually more often the case. Or it is happening. There are confident people around you experiencing shame, embarrassment, and humiliation, but you don't pick up on it and you don't notice it because you have a belief that confident people don't experience it. So your brain is not attuned to notice it in your environment. So you've kind of created this bubble of a world where you're thinking confident people don't feel these icky feelings. And the way that you're taking in your environment is reinforcing that belief. And so as a result, when you set out to grow more confident and build more confidence, you decide that you should be that way too. Now, the problem is this belief was never true in the first place. Confident people experience these emotions for sure. And you set yourself up to fail by assuming that they don't experience those emotions because then what happens is you set a standard for yourself that's not attainable by any human and your standard is, okay, I'm never going to feel these icky feelings. I'm going to feel amazing. I'm going to go into the meeting. I'm going to feel amazing. I'm going to speak. It's going to be great. And then what inevitably happens is you run into some of those very difficult feelings. You run into shame or embarrassment or humiliation. And all of a sudden, your heart sinks and you're like, oh, I failed. I'm not confident. See, something is still wrong with me. I'm, I'm trying and I'm still having this awful feeling that no one else around me is having. And this is where you start to feel even worse about yourself and you go deeper into thinking that something is wrong with you when really, actually nothing's wrong with you. Where the problem is, like the thing that there's something wrong with is how you're defining confidence and the distorted expectations that you have about yourself and the world. So confidence does not mean never experiencing these icky emotions. Confidence means that the shame the embarrassment, the humiliation comes out of the machine in the batting cage and you pick up your bat and you take a swing. That is confidence. I do not recommend that you try to eliminate these very natural human experiences and feelings from your human experience in order to feel confident because one, it's like part of being human. And two, it's not possible. You're aiming for something impossible. Confidence comes when you experience the bad feeling, you pick up the bat, you take a swing, and then after having taken the swing, you have an experience of, whoa, look at me. Look how strong I just did that. 
I just did that. That ball was flying at me at 90 miles per hour. And I picked up the bat and I swung and I hit it and it didn't injure me. And I'm still here and I'm still playing, right? Then your confidence grows. It doesn't grow because you never had the feeling coming up and because you achieved this idea of perfection that you're hoping for. Your confidence grew because the feeling came up and you took a swing. I want you to think about how you respond to difficult feelings like embarrassment, like shame, like humiliation. I want you to think about your goal being how you respond to those feelings, what you do when those feelings come up. Your goal should not be to avoid those feelings. That is setting yourself up to fail. Your goal should be to learn how you want to respond to those feelings. Now, it's really helpful to look at what your default is. If you want to get really good at responding to difficult feelings in a way where they don't take you down and in a way that grows your confidence, you want to look at what your default is. Like, how do you typically respond when shame, embarrassment, or humiliation comes up for you, right? And it could come up for you in so many different settings, work conversations, meetings, you mess something up, like whatever it is. I'm sure we can all name lots of things that are triggers. But you want to look at your default. And for most of my clients, and this is something you really want to notice within yourself, is as soon as they experience shame, they shame themselves more right? So it's as if the baseball comes out of the the machine in the batting cage, hits them on the face, it hits you on the face, and you're like, ouch, that hurt. And you're like, oh my gosh, like what is wrong with me? That hurt so much. I'm going to turn the machine on its highest setting and, and have 10 more balls hit me in the face again because I'm such a horrible person because that ball just hit me in the face. And now it sounds so absurd when I say this in the context of the batting cage example, but this is what we do. A feeling of shame comes up and then we shame ourselves for feeling shame. And it is impossible to build confidence when we do this because we need to take that opportunity to swing. We need to experience the swing of the bat so that we can show ourselves how strong and powerful we are. And if we're busy shaming ourselves because of the shame, not only are we feeling worse because we're piling on more negative feelings, but also we have now deprived ourselves of the very thing that we need most, which is to show ourselves that just because balls are coming at us, we don't have to get so injured every time and that we have power to respond and adapt and navigate. And so you want to notice your default, which might be to shame yourself more. Now, I don't want you to shame yourself for shaming yourself when you're ashamed. (laughs) So let's not add a third layer of shame onto this, right? Shall we? But I want you to notice it because when you notice it, then you can change it. And instead of shaming yourself for feeling embarrassed or feeling humiliated or feeling a difficult feeling like shame... I want you to learn how to take a swing. And this is what mindset work is, right? It's that shift. It's that simple shift from instead of shaming myself, I'm going to try something different. And in order for you to understand, okay, what does it mean for me to take a swing, right? If I don't want to shame myself for experiencing shame, what do I want to do? 
the question I want you to ask yourself, and this is going to open up so many interesting thoughts in your mind. Please feel free to share with me what comes up because I'm very curious. But I want you to ask yourself, what does the confident version of me do when she experiences shame? What does the confident version of me do when she experiences shame? And I want you to really, truly answer that question. I'll share with you my answer to help get your thoughts going, but it's really important that you find your answer because that is your roadmap to the mindset work that is going to help you build confidence. So for me, the confident version of me when she feels shame offers herself unconditional self-compassion, love, and support. That is the first thing she does. Sometimes that looks like taking a break or taking a rest. Sometimes that looks like just encouraging herself and being kind to herself internally. Sometimes that looks like leaning on support, right? If I'm having a really difficult emotional experience of shame or embarrassment or humiliation, I might go to my coach and offer myself support and love by reminding myself that I don't have to figure it out alone, that like I get to get help from someone else who is supportive and encouraging, right? So that's the first thing I do is I offer myself that level of understanding, that level of support. I try as best I can not to go into blame, not to judge myself, not to tell myself how bad or wrong I am, but to make sure I'm approaching the situation from being supportive of myself. The next thing the confident version of me does is she congratulates herself for taking the action that led to the embarrassment or the shame. Because I guarantee you, if you're experiencing embarrassment or humiliation or shame, it means you did something badass, for sure. There's no way. We don't just randomly embarrass ourselves. We do something bold AF, like we do something crazy brave, and then it doesn't go the way that we wanted it to go. Or sometimes it does whatever, but often because it doesn't go the way we wanted it to go, then we experience the shame. And the confident version of me, instead of saying to myself, why did you do that, Jess? That was so silly. You embarrassed yourself. You're awful. I say, yes, I did it. I'm becoming stronger. I'm becoming the version of me that I want to become. I'm the version of me who steps into the spotlight and does the scary thing. And that is badass and awesome. That is the second thing that the confident version of me does. And the final thing, and this evolves, right? So this is always changing for me day to day as I'm changing. But the final thing that the confident version of me does is she commits to doubling down and she keeps going, right? The confident version of me is not going to be stopped by a failure, by an emotional experience of shame or embarrassment. The confident version of me has enough internal fortitude to say, you know what, this isn't a fun experience, but I'm damn good at swinging this bat in the batting cages and I'm going to keep on playing. So that is what the confident version of me does when she experiences embarrassment or humiliation or shame. And because I have learned to do that over time and I have learned to not shame myself further, my confidence has grown tremendously. I can stretch myself into situations that would have previously been overwhelming for me. I can take risks. I can go after the things I want. I can be bold. I can take up space. I can express myself. 
all of those things come with a risk of negative feelings, with a risk of shame, with a risk of embarrassment, with a risk of humiliation. And whenever we step into the spotlight, sometimes it goes amazing, right? And we really get to feel that gratification. And so we don't need to lean on mindset as much because success is a lot easier to navigate than failure, right? But sometimes it doesn't go the way that we're hoping. It doesn't go the way that we want it to go. And then we do need to lean on our mindset to make sure that we are supporting ourselves through the experience. And more importantly, using that difficult emotion, that humiliation, that shame, that failure as an opportunity to grow our confidence. Because what we never see when we're caught up in it in the moment is we never see the value in it. We never see that actually those horrible moments where you're feeling so bad about yourself, those moments are way more powerful for building your confidence than the successes are. It's just true, right? Like I think of successful moments where we feel amazing as being like fast food. We're not going to get healthy eating fast food. It tastes good. (laughs) It's yummy. (laughs) I love me some chili cheese fries. But... We might want to eat some less fun, healthy food too if we want our body to be strong and have lots of stamina. And I think about failures as healthy food, right? It might not be the most tantalizing thing on the menu, but it's definitely going to be supporting us. So the mindset shift that I want you to focus on is how you respond when you experience embarrassment, when you experience humiliation, when you experience shame. And I for sure don't want you to beat yourself up over it. And that is the tendency that you might have. And it can be a really difficult habit to break, right? Like this is not easy to do. It's simple, but not easy. But I want you to remember that you have more options. And that as you exercise those options and you become more flexible internally and your mindset gets stronger, you can handle and bounce back from way more and you will feel way more confident. So I hope, I really hope that if you are having a rough patch or you are experiencing some of these difficult emotions, I hope this episode took some of the pressure off and just reminded you that you're human and that it's normal and that more importantly, you can do something about it, right? It doesn't mean that you're broken and awful. And in fact, it's an opportunity for you to deepen your internal strength your resilience, and your self-confidence. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can get my free video training, which will be sent out to my newsletter in a couple weeks. It's about how to adjust your communication for executives. And if you loved this episode, if this resonated with you on a deep level, and if you're realizing that you need to go deeper into mindset work so that you can build the confidence you need to thrive in your career. You will love working with me because the work that I do is centered around mindset and helping you cultivate the internal strength and flexibility you need to show up like a leader, to show up strong, to have a powerful voice through both the easy and the harder situations. When you know you can handle all of it, you begin to feel totally unstoppable. And that is what I help you build inside my programs. There are two ways to work with me. I have my private one-on-one coaching. 
I do not currently have an opening as I am recording this episode. However, you should add yourself to my one-on-one waitlist if you want to work with me, because as soon as I do have an opening, those on the waitlist get the first opportunity to work with me one-on-one. And in addition to my one-on-one work, I also offer my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, where I guide you through the mindset work you need to build all of the different muscles, right? I mentioned how there's lots of different mindset muscles. The one I talked about in this episode is one of them. Inside The Art of Speaking Up Academy, I guide you through all of the different muscle groups of mindset so that you can build internal strength and resilience that is going to literally power your success for the rest of your career. To learn about how you can work with me in either program, my one-on-one coaching or the Artist Speaking Up Academy, click the links in the show notes. Or if you head over to my website, jessgazitcoaching.com, you will find all of the information you need. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am celebrating you for getting to the very end of this episode and I will catch you in the next one. Bye.